welcome everyone to another online friend simulator because you know what? Everybody could use a friend, even online. I am Francis, aka the other guy. How are you doing? Hope everything's going well. I think this this camera is slowly but surely falling. Let me see if I can't stabilize a little bit better there. There we go. Alright, let's see. Alright, there you go. Um, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, how are you, again, how are you guys doing? Hope you're doing well. Hope everything is fantastic. Hope that you're having a fantastic evening. Right now, it's 11pm on the West Coast. Uh, just an hour away from April Fool's Day. On my end, uh, before we uh, get going, of course, I just want to give a huge uh, thank you to uh, Tony. Uh, Anthony Davis, Tony, uh, Atlister's mates on Twitter for sending me a bunch of suggestions for music as I had requested in episode number two. Uh, looking for new music to stimulate the brain, stimulate my mind, um, and just, you know, feel all the feels. So thank you again, Tony, for that. Um, if you're interested in also providing said music, if you if you want to share your favorite songs, just a reminder, my favorite, one of my favorite songs is a mashup by Isocene called um, We Are Coming Undone, which is a mashup of Korn and uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, great music right there. Or um, Welcome to Atlanta, the remix by Jermaine Dupri and a bunch of other fantastic hip-hop artists. That's one of my favorite musics out there, so go ahead and take a look at that. If you're interested, otherwise, please go ahead and give me your favorite music and stuff that makes you feel all the feels, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. I'm interested interested in it all. OFSshow at gmail.com, or you can go ahead and hit me up at aka the other guy, or leave me a voice message, 347-450-4335. I'm a little more put together tonight because I had a long drive home this evening. Uh, I'll tell you what's up with me and what's been going on uh, this past few couple, few weeks because uh, I haven't been giving uh, any like insight on what's been going on in my life. So I'm going to definitely be doing that. Um, but yeah, so I did like my own impromptu episode of Online Friend Simulator in the car on the drive home. So I'm a little more prepared, a little more um, there right now uh, with the stuff I want to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about... Um, Oh, I never got the clip. Oh, well, whatever. Um, uh, well, I guess we're just going to have to talk about uh, me being toxic, um, as well as talk about confidence, uh, which is going to be great. Um, we'll also be discussing um, all sorts of different things. But for now, let's just uh, discuss like what's been going on with me. But of course, I also want to know what's going on with you. So again, uh, use those methods to please let me know how life has been for all of you. All right, let's talk about me for a second, because it's all about me, it's all about I. It's all about number one. Anyway, that's not true. <laughs> but thank you, Toby Keith, for the, the song that uh, definitely makes a person feel like it's all about them. What's been going on? What's what's the haps for me? Um, well, uh, just a, little, a couple of cute little stories that I think were funny. Uh, a few weeks ago, um, I tweeted about this, and I thought, wow, this is really a really strange phenomenon. But I guess, you know, people are just really nice or very strange. I don't know which is which. But I was at a lunch line uh, for lunch. <laughs> Um, and as we're looking at, I'm just looking at all the foods and, you know, picking and choosing what I want. Uh, there was a, a kind older woman. Um, looked to be in her 60s, at least. 
Very kind, very nice. Uh, told me that the garlic bread was absolutely fantastic. And I'm just like, oh, really, Van? Oh, that's great. Uh, good to know. She proceeds to, um, as we're in the line, as I'm standing right behind her, she's going through the line, she proceeds to pick up a, a garlic bread and put one on her plate. And immediately, I thought she was just going to put the tongs down and, and move on with life. But no, immediately afterward, picks up another slice of that delicious garlic bread, which I found was okay in the end, and places it on my plate. And I'm like, lady, <laughs> what made you think I wanted the garlic bread? I mean, thanks for the suggestion. I appreciate it, but I didn't need the garlic bread. But she went and proceeded to drop the garlic bread into my plate. And I'm just... It was a little weird. It was strange. I'll have to admit. I um, I nodded and smiled, which was very nice. Oh, you could see a little bit of my background in my uh, my Adobe Edition. That's weird. There you go. Um. So I I I oh I smiled and walked away because or stepped back because I was I was a little afraid that she was going to fill my plate up with all of the food that she found good. Uh, because she did proceed to go down the uh, the line of food and be like, oh, you know, that uh, those that mac and cheese, that's pretty good stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I bet it is. And luckily, I was far enough away where she couldn't, you know, slather on some mac and cheese onto my plate. And she proceeded on and moved on with life. And I was... I just thought it was a weird, just a weird interaction. Like, what makes what makes a person think, you know what I'm going to do? You know what would be a really good idea right now? I'm going to take food that this person may not have even been thinking about, and I'm just going to place it on their plate. Uh, maybe she thought of me as a grandson. Who knows? But it was very nice. It was very, it was, it, it was, it was sweet in the end, but very strange. And uh, I, I, I just thanked her and luckily, again, moved on to her own table. So that was nice. Very nice. Uh, so that was just a weird little scenario. I just, <laughs> mm. uh, second weird scenario is, um, I guess I'll give you a little insight in, on like my nine to five, you know, I can't be like a lot of these other streamers who can do like 24 hour streams or be on here for 12 hours doing whatever the business that they're doing to make their monies and to do whatever they are doing. I, I don't have that capability, but, 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 but I do have a regular job. And for most of the last year and a half, I've been uh, on the road for my work, uh, going place to place, doing my thing. So I really haven't had a chance to interact and and get to know my coworkers um, because I was always out. I was never in an office setting. Um, in the last few weeks, I got a, a, I guess, a bit of a, I mean, it's, I guess it's a promotion. I don't really know. Um, and I, I say I don't really know because it's it's just it's all complicated. I don't really want to get into it. But as a result, I am now back in the office, and I am interacting with these coworkers. Now they don't really know too much about me. Some of them do. I've, I've worked with them in the past. They've been there for years. You know, I've been at this at this job for years. Well, some of them know me, but there's a few of them that don't really know anything about me. And while I'm doing my new new uh, responsibilities. One of them comes up to, or this one particular one comes up to me and says, um, just starts talking about Dragon Ball Super and how she, you know, how she and her boyfriend finished the last episode of Dragon Ball Super the other night and how they were both thinking of starting a new, a new anime. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to watch Naruto. I'm like, okay. 
Ah, and she's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's 500 episodes, but I don't know if it's worth it. And I'm like, yeah, it's worth it. It's really good. It's a, it's a, it's a fine anime. Uh, weirdly enough, anime is like a weird through line at the moment with my life. Um, for some reason, it's, it's, it's coming up a lot, um, in normal conversation and regular, in regular talk. So it's very strange that anime, once again, unprompted, unprompted does anime come, become a, a topic of discussion. And so she's telling me about all these anime and like, what she's into and what she's been watching and what her boyfriend likes and what he doesn't like and, and all these things. And I, you know, I stop her and I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. What made you even think that I am even remotely interested in anime? And she just kind of like gives me this wry smile and says, we, I know my kind. And I'm just like, Oh, geek noticed geek. It was very strange. It was really, really weird. Because I've never mentioned any interest in anime. I've never talked about the anime I've, I've um, watched in the past. So it was really strange that she just assumed that I knew anime enough to be able to hold a conversation with her. And and I, I mean, look, as a geek, I like to think of myself as a very generic, generalized geek. I think I've mentioned this before. I dip my toe into every type of geekdom because I want to be familiar. I want to be able to hold a conversation if anyone ever talks about anything that's geek related in the geek sphere. I was even able to hold somewhat of a conversation, uh, with someone with, the uh, with a con goer over at WonderCon. I was able to hold a small conversation in regards to, um, my little pony, you know, the, the, the person was a brony. I have no ill will towards bronies. Bronies are, you know what? Good on them. They have a thing that they like, like every other fan. They should be, you know, they just have a fandom that they really enjoy. But I was able to, I knew enough about the cartoon to hold somewhat of a conversation. So that was really good. I always enjoy that. Um, of course, uh, if anyone has listened to previous things that I've done, then you know that I have some, why I have such some information, such knowledge of um, the brony lifestyle, I suppose. Anyway, so yeah, I just found it really, really interesting and kind of cool that uh, this random, they say random again, um, a coworker uh, was comfortable enough to be able to talk to me about anime and know that I knew enough to hold the conversation and thoroughly endorse Naruto and Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying it properly. Uh Yeah. And I know I have a lot and need to start watching. We, we talked about Attack on Titan and we talked about like all sorts of stuff. It was very strange. Very strange that again, and again, not the first person to do this. I went to a grocery line and the person at the grocery line looked at my shirt. Now, my shirt wasn't my Mega Man shirt that I'm wearing now with the big eyes. I was wearing some type of geek shirt, but re- immediately went into like, you should watch this anime. And I'm like, why do you, what makes you, what makes you think? And I didn't say that out loud, but I was like, what me, I was thinking in my head, like, what makes you think? Do I look like a geek? Like, do we, does, do geeks have a look? Do we have a persona? Do we have an aura about ourselves that um, people notice? I don't know. I'm very curious if it's something that people pick up on cues or something or body language or, I mean, because I wasn't wearing an anime-type shirt. I think it was just a generic geek shirt. Maybe it was some Legend of Zelda or Mario or something. You know, nothing too, cons- you know, fairly mainstream, so to speak. But found it very, 
you know, again, very, very interesting. Uh, lastly, again, before we get into the, the meat, we're at the top of that roller coaster, as I say. Uh, we are at that top. I should really think of a sound effect to play, you know, right up there. Um, I went on a little bit of an adventure today. I used to work out in the valley. Um, now, the significance of that is that I used to go to a theater out in the valley that I want to rediscover again today because I knew it was in a very nice area. I knew it was in a uh, a, a fancy little area, at least, and um, just wanted to see it again and, and, and maybe watch a movie there because I knew it was a more fancy-schmancy type of theater. Never did get to do it, but... Uh, I was in the area. I really liked that area. As a matter of fact, I don't know why I don't go out into the valley more often. Uh, this particular place was called Calabasas. I mean, look at that. It has a crazy name called Calabasas. I mean, what a great reason to go to a place, especially just for the name. Why not? Ventura. Tarzana. Just a... Uh, Anyway, uh, so yeah, I went to um, this this theater, and again, very posh, very uh, very posh, very upper scale. Even the restaurants themselves were at least three dollar signs or more on the Yelp app. Very very um, uh, proper, of course. Had my pinky up the whole time. It was a lovely interaction. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. But I did go to the Barnes and Noble. You know, that, that very, that endangered species, Barnes and Noble. Miss, makes me miss Borders, if anyone remembers Borders or Dalton books. <laughs> Dalton, a B Dalton. <laughs> Remember when we had bookstores? Uh, luckily, a lot of the smaller mom and pop bookstores, weirdly enough, are surviving, um, which is like the antithesis of Walmart and things like that. So, very nice, very, very cool that we were able to go and do such a thing. So, uh, and I say we, I mean me, just me <laughs> going to these places. So I hung out at uh, the Barnes and Noble and had myself a, a good um, writing session. Because isn't that what people do? Everyone does this, you know. They they take a selfie of their their workstation. They're like, ah, oh, look at me, hard at work. And it's usually a laptop, a table, and a cup or two of Starbucks coffee or tea or whatever. And then they're, they're, you know, they'll post it and like hard at work. And it's, it's always laptop coffee, maybe even like a scone or something. And it's like, everyone does that. It's, it, it's cliche now to say, Hey, I'm at work. <laughs> I mean, a Starbucks. <laughs> so I always find that funny. But also, again, I'm also uh, a victim, not a victim, a, uh, a proponent to this as I, too, prefer to write at a Starbucks. I, I can concentrate more at a Starbucks because the internet is so bad I can't get distracted by the internet. Which is the most important thing, is that you do not get distracted by the internet. I'm going to keep that water drink there in the uh, main audio. So, main topic. Let's go down this this uh, this roller coaster. Let's let's go dipping down. We're at the first uh, drop. Our hands are in the air. The wind is whipping by our face. And let's talk about toxic people. I am a toxic person. 
As much as I look at an online friend simulator as a place for people to gather around, to get together, to be in a place where they feel safe and comfortable, to be able to share their thoughts and feelings, to talk about things like depression, to talk about things like anxiety, to talk about things like like introversion, to be able to find a home, a home, maybe not necessarily a home, but, uh, but hopefully um, uh, uh, I guess like a node for other like-minded people to kind of come together. And find a place where maybe, 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 maybe we can share our experiences and our thoughts and our struggles with life. Because for some people, it's hard to find a good support group. For others, it's difficult to find good therapy. Statistically speaking, some people may never find the right therapist. Some people may never find the right um support group mostly because it's on they're doing it on their own not you know they're not going to have access to all of these people and i'm not going to have access to all these people as a matter of fact nobody listens to this thing <laughs> just like my other podcast sincere sarcasm nobody listens and I, I and i appreciate that this isn't for everybody this isn't a thing that i expect people to want to sit down and listen to i get it I wouldn't want to listen to this either. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't want to listen to this. This is I do this because this is what I'm looking for. This is the kind of thing I'm looking for. But I am, as, as Britney Spears said, I am toxic and slipping under. Uh, yeah, I, I consider myself a very toxic person. I'm actually not very good to be friends with. I don't think, at least, I don't, I don't believe I am. And yet here I am trying to make friends or trying to make virtual friends or doing something. I don't know what I'm doing, really. <laughs> but I'm terrible. And you're like, well, you just keep saying you're terrible and you're this and you're that. Why? 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 Well, that's a good question. Thank you for asking. Uh, so... Without getting into too much detail, my previous relationship, uh, after my previous relationship, after the breakup, I met with a therapist who uh, prescribed me drugs to keep me from doing terrible things. Now, if you've listened to previous podcasts in the past, I am more than willing to, to admit that I have, on more than one occasion, attempted to um, remove myself from this mortal coil. And I did that shortly after my last uh, breakup. I was in a bad place. According to my therapist, I was experiencing PTSD, which I thought I didn't quite deserve as a, as a diagnosis because I'm like, I didn't go into war. But then she's like, well, tell me, well, share with me again kind of your everyday experience. And I'm like, oh, I have a tendency to jump back when I touch another person accidentally. I have fear of of um, saying like doing and saying the wrong things at all times, et cetera, et cetera. Like there's all these things that she kind of just concluded, Hey, you know what? You have the PTSD. And I said, th I think I still have some of that today. I mean, it, it was a long time ago when I was diagnosed with all this stuff and uh, it seems to be still intact. Now, something I've mentioned in the past is, you know, how aware are we of ourselves? How much do we actually look within ourselves and realize who we are and what we're doing in our own lives, in our own worlds? You know, what are we doing? How many of us are truly aware? I like to think I'm fairly aware. I'm fairly, I think I'm fairly annoying. <laughs> I 
in all honesty. It's why I don't have friends. I mean, you got to you gotta ask yourself, why doesn't this guy who wants to be friends with everybody, why doesn't he have friends? He should be the number one example of people, of a person who should have all of these friends, all of these people around him who want to hang out with him and want to do things with him. No, not true. I have a handful of people maybe who want to do that. The vast majority of people don't really care. Again, I lost a bunch of friends this way, you know? I had a few friends when I was um, in my last relationship. Almost, the vast majority of them disappeared, gone. I respect that. I respect it. They're, they're doing the right thing. They're, 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 not, uh, they're doing the right thing. And, and as they should, you know, that's what, that's, that's the, um, that's the smart thing to do. You got to stay away from the toxic people. You got to stay away from the people who will cause you trouble. Something I used to do quite often was I made people feel guilty. I did that in my past relationship. I'm very aware of this now. Well, and then, I mean, not so much then, but I, I mean, I learned to, I mean, through therapy, I've learned all of my flaws and all the things that I did wrong in life, you know, I manipulated people. But at this, and, and the, the funny thing is, is that, you know what, if these people ever came to me and said, I need something, if they told me to jump, I'd ask how high. I'd do anything for the people I consider my friends. I just would. I just do. I just, I just can't help it. And it's because I desperately want people to like me, too, that I'm willing to let people walk all over me sometimes. And I think I walk all over people, too. I'm a terrible, like I said, this is terrible. I am terrible. Am I talking too fast? Am I rambling? Sorry. And I think a lot of this stems back to confidence. If you're a confident person, you don't necessarily have to feel like you need to do a lot of these things to win the affections of the friends that you have or the friends that you want to have or the relationships you want to have. Because in the back of all of our minds, we feel that we do... I'm certain that a lot of the people who are struggling to make friends or to, to find love have this weird mentality that they either deserve it or are entitled to it. Entitlement is a big hot word right now. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's like a, a bold term that people see online. It triggers people. It blinks and it, it does all sorts of things. The word entitled, entitlement is a thing that is vast and all encompassing. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people feel cheated from things. It's why, again, we don't necessarily have the friends we want or the, the job we want or the anything we want. We don't realize that we have to work for these things. Everything you have to kind of work on. Love, there's, I mean, maybe not love so much. But friendships, acquaintances, uh, networking, all that stuff you have to work for. You have to build. You know, they call it building relationships. Building isn't just something that happens. It's not just something that's given to you. You have to build it brick by brick. Every relationship you have, you have to build brick by brick. And the reason why I said love is an, ex- is an exception is because, well, sometimes we can't help but fall in love or we can't help but love somebody or be infatuated with somebody, or desire, or be attracted to somebody. It just happens. And it's true, it just happens. It just happens. I'm not saying that's a a normal occurrence, but it does happen. 
And so we feel again that we are entitled to these things, that we deserve it. Now, mind you, I think we do deserve it. I think that's a, I think that's a feeling that we shouldn't poo-poo on. I think we do deserve things. We deserve to be happy. The thing is, is that it's not going to be handed to us on a silver platter. We have to work to be happy. We have to work to make our friends. We have to work to prove to other people that we're worth having around. We have to prove it to them. We can say all of the words, every single word out there. It doesn't matter. If you can't prove it to somebody, who cares? (laughs) Who cares? Hopefully somebody does. So I bring it back. I bring it all the way back. I bring it back to being toxic. I thought, I overthink things. Number one, overthink everything. Every action I do, I overthink. Because I am a perfectionist. I don't feel I don't ever want to upset anybody. I don't want to ever anger anybody, which is stupid. It's impossible. You're going to anger somebody eventually. You're going to upset somebody eventually. But I, in my mind, didn't want to upset or anger anybody. I am a perfectionist. And it's mostly because of my, you know, that, that, that trauma and that depression and all that stuff that I had, have and had experienced in the past because I'm tired. I'm tired to, I'm too tired to fight. I'm too tired to argue. I'm too tired to have this, you know, this disagreements. And not that I'm going to be agreeable with everybody, but I'm also going to, but I'm going to be much more understanding. I'm going to be much more empathetic. I'm going to look at it from their point of view. And though I wish to high heaven, I wish that people will look at it from mine sometimes. I don't expect anyone to. I've been seeing a lot lately on Reddit and Twitter and whatnot. You know, that we should never expect somebody to have our same values because people don't have our same values. Even the person you married, even the person that you're dating, don't have your same values. Don't expect them to do, to do things that, you know, you want them to do. Hope for it. It'd be nice if they did, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to. And so we have this expectation. We have this, this expectation from other people, and it, it leads to this disappointment, and therefore I become disappointed, and I become uh, annoyed. Not annoyed, but I, I mean, I know annoyed was the first one that came to my mind. It's not really what I feel, but I feel disappointed in myself, disappointed in me, because I do hope that people will act and treat me a certain way. You know? The golden rule. Do unto others as you would like them to do unto you, right? That's more or less the code of the golden rule, right? And yet, I know that the people out there who I consider my friends, who I can, who I'm a, who I want, who I'm attracted to and want to go out with, who I admire who I am acquaintances with, whoever, you know, whatever their category is, family, friends, whatever. I know, I have to know that they may not do the things I would want them to do or expect them to do. I I just know this. I just have to, I have to live with that. And so do you. Same thing with this podcast. Same thing with, with life, you know, with work, with everything. You just... 
We hope for the best. We hope, hope, hope. We live in hope. And so I, again, I am, I have this expectation and I was upset. I was upset with myself because I realize I'm the problem. The reason why this person didn't talk to me or the reason this person didn't get a hold of me is because I did something wrong. When in reality, life happens. We don't know what's going on on the other side and, and really just life happened. And in my mind, for some reason, and I think it's again because of just all the terribleness I, I've been through in the past, I'm just like, ah, oh, hate, hate, oh, they hate me now. Oh, man. And I just naturally believe that people hate me because I hate myself, you know? It's just naturally that way, which leads to confidence. It all boils down to confidence, really. If I were a more confident human being, none of this would be happening. As a matter of fact, confidence, my confident years, was sandwiched between very two, two big bouts of low self-esteem. I had low self-esteem before I was in college, and I had low self-esteem after my last relationship. Or actually during my last relationship, I developed low self-esteem. I was out of work. I had a lot of things going on. I had bills to pay and all this stuff that was going on. I had a whirlwind of bad things happening and I just felt like crap. And I, you know, and I, and there's, there's research out there saying, you know, if you wanted, if you really want a, a dude to be depressed or, you know, emasculated, have them not find work forever. Have them struggle you know, it's an old mentality, maybe. I know that there's this term called toxic masculinity out there floating around. I don't, I understand its concept. I don't know if I necessarily agree with all of it, but whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm still thinking about it. Because there is this expectation. There is this expectation that the man and the woman, you know, make a living together. And I wasn't holding my end of the bargain. And so things went downhill. Things went wrong. Things fell from the sky. And I didn't know what to do. And so now, every time I interact with somebody, especially if it's somebody that I'm rather fond of, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> you know, I, I hate myself even more because I'm like, oh my God, I said something, did something that upset them. And now they're going to go away like everybody else. Because everyone goes away, right? Everyone goes away. And it's... It's so juvenile. It's so... I mean, I don't know if it's juvenile, actually. I don't, I, think it's wrong. I don't think it's right that people just go away. Unless you're toxic. Unless you're not worth being around. And I believe I'm one of those people. Now, again, this is a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do thing. Because I'm aware, I'm very aware of what I do that is toxic. And sometimes I, I find myself in a position where I do things that are old hat that I've done so many times before that have just made things worse. Instead, nowadays, even tonight, I was very aware and I tried to correct it. I tried to correct it. I tried to write myself. I tried to write the ship and be like, nope, nope, nope. Hey, hey, relax. Calm down. You're going off the deep end yet again you're thinking way too much relax listen to some music do something have a meal just relax and I did and the misunderstanding was corrected and everything is fine now 
But again, it makes me wonder. It makes me really reflect. It's like, you know, people don't stay around. It's obviously not them. It's me, right? Like, I am the uh, common denominator amongst all the bad things, you know, all the things that are happening. It's because of me. And I respect that. I understand it. I, I, I get it. And I hope over time, I hope over, over the next few weeks and, and months and years that I become better. Because I want things again. I want to love again. I want to have a bunch of friends to hang out with again. I want that stuff. I miss that stuff. And it's because I lack confidence. And confidence is a weird thing. Confidence is a very strange, strange emotion. Confidence is a very weird state of mind because confidence is often reinforced by positive interaction. If you don't have that positive interaction, your confidence goes down. You know, it's funny because people are like, you just, just be confident. But confidence isn't just something you pluck from the air. People may think that's the case, and probably there's studies that are going to tell me I'm completely wrong. But you can't just pluck confidence from the air and in, ingest it and be like, aha, I'm confident. I am, I am a, uh, a, 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 just a font of self-esteem. But that's not the case. It's not even remotely the case. The, the actual case of the matter is, is that it is positive reinforcement based on your actions, based on, on things that you do. When people po- react positive to, positively to something that you do, you build confidence, you build self-esteem. It's a chicken and egg thing, some people think. Well, wh- which comes first? that you gain confidence and therefore people act and treat you positively? Or does the positivity have to come first before you reach a level of cer- a certain level of confidence? And confidence is the key to every relationship. Nobody wants to be a person who's, who's not confident. Nobody really wants to be around a person who is always self-defeating, always... De- Wait a minute. That's me. No, I mean, look, I, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a great liar. I don't really share any of these thoughts and feelings in the real world, just in this little bubble called Online Friends Simulator. Because I'm hoping someone out there will relate and be like, oh, that's me too. That's me too. I feel that way. I get that way. I, I feel I, I lack confidence. I feel I lack self-esteem. How do I gain that? How do I get more of this, this positive reinforcement, this positive feedback? <clears throat> and my answers to you is I, I don't really know. Um, in the sense of I don't know how you can, you can't force people to give you positive reinforcement and positive feedback. I mean, people have a lot of false confidence I see online. A lot of people are very boastful and saying they're the best because the right number of people told them they're the best. Are they the best in their mind? Yeah. Maybe confidence is just lying to ourselves and other people lying to us. Maybe that's the whole point of confidence. Confidence is people continuously lying to us and us lying to ourselves. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what self-esteem is. No, of course not. It's not. Of course not. No, no, of course not. Because everyone's good at something. Everyone is good at something. It could be weird. It could be like, I'm really good at, at playing uh, solitaire. That's something to be. That's something that, that should 
at least a modicum of, of boost. It should give you a little bit of a self-esteem boost, a little bit of a, a, a self-esteem um, buffer, so to speak. For others, maybe it's a little more, again, reinforcement. I'm very fortunate. <clears throat> I am very, very fortunate that I have a few people in my life who have been slowly and surely helping me build my confidence. And it's because it's through, you know, I'm, I'm actively supporting, not actively supporting, but I'm, I'm pro- I mean, I guess I am actively supporting, uh, providing support and, and providing um, my, um, myself in a way, you know, to, to people and, 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 they, and they in turn provide positive feedback and positive interaction. And, and as a result, I gain a little bit of that confidence, just a little bit. But again, you need that to develop any type of relationship. No man or woman is going to want to be with a person who is lacks confidence. It's just not going to happen. They don't want to be the one that helps. Doesn't they don't want to carry you. They want to walk beside you most likely or want to be by your side in some, you know, whatever, whatever analogy you want to put in there, whatever cliche you want to put in there. That's what they don't want. They don't want to be the one carrying you the whole time. And that's tough, especially for people who are depressed, for people who actually have genuine depression or genuine mental illness. And that's tough. That's tough for a lot of people to have to deal with because that's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. But I've seen relationships work where the where the one of them is is struggling pretty much all the time and the other one loves them so much that they're willing to help lift them up and get them to where they need to be it, it, it's a beautiful thing and it's a very rare thing to find it's a very rare thing to see because again the other person has to be strong enough for the both and not a lot of people are willing to put that kind of that effort it does take love to make that effort happen to make that thing grow to make it a, a thing that that it has to be worth it for your partner to be able to be there for you. Because in all honesty, as much as people look, there are going to be a ton of people who will um, beat depression, who will find a way to manage depression, who will find a way to manage and defeat uh, their internal demons, whatever it may be, whatever, whatever mental state it may be. There are people out there who will do it, but there's also a number of people who never will. Are they any less deservant, deservant, worthy of affection, of love, of friendship? Are these people less, are they not supposed to have that kind of com- companionship? And my answer is no. I mean, not no, they, they do deserve, they should have it too. They, they should be allowed to have it too. But again, it, the likelihood of them getting that is slim because again, it, you need to a really, 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 really have feelings for this person, and be willing to carry the load for two people, or one and a half people at least. And that's not easy. And that's not that's 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 a very hard find. Very, very hard find. If you can find that, more power to you. So where do we go from here? What do we do with toxic people, and what do we do with people who are lack confidence? Well, if you're not the toxic person, and I hope you're not, I know that I am, and I think people should be very wary and steer clear of me, though I'm fairly certain there are people who will think otherwise, 
who are my friends will think otherwise, and you guys are very kind. Again, I think it's because I'm very good at fooling you into thinking I'm a wonderful person. <laughs> but if you are, are around a toxic person, and very often we are not sure who is toxic and who is not, you got to ask yourself this question. How, how happy are you when you're around this person? Do they ever make you feel guilty for just being you? Do they ever make you feel like less of a person when you're around them? Is it always about them? Is it never about you? You know, are they, you know, I mean, we make excuses. I mean, people make excuses for physical violence, for abuse all the time. And we don't listen to other people who say, you should really get out of this relationship. You should really get out of this friendship because guess what? This person is toxic and we're often blinded we're often blinded look uh, people with uh, self-help shows or you know dr phil or dr drew or whoever like these please these people would be out of the job if human beings didn't look at their situation and not realize how bad it is because we often don't see that we don't often see it in ourselves and I don't, all I can say is, is that really you have to look within yourself. You got to look within yourself. You got to figure out what it is, is that makes you happy. You got to figure out what it is that makes you smile. You got to figure out what it is that, that brings you joy. And if it's this person that does not give you any of that stuff, but only takes that stuff away, then I think that's a toxic human being that you need to get rid of. But it's within yourself. You have to learn. You have, people don't self-reflect. People don't look inside themselves. People are very afraid to look inward. I talked with a person the other day who was having issues with someone who was combative every time they tried to point out like, Hey man, um, this is bad. Uh, or this is, you know, this could improve or this could, you know, people, some people just don't want to be better. Some people don't because it, it hurts them to know that they're aware a lot. Sometimes people are aware like myself who are aware of the problems, but they don't want to hear it because it hurts too much. It hurts too much to change. So often I, I hate, I hate it when my, uh, when Dave, the drummer tells me something about myself that I'm fully aware of. I just, but I just don't do. And it's just like, I get it. I know, I know I hate it. I hate that about myself. And I take it more lightheartedly than I think other people do. Some people really, really, really lash out when you point out, and, and not even in a negative or malicious way, just anything that reminds them of the ditch they're in, of the hole they're in, of the, of the depression that they're in, anything that does that, they have a tendency to lash out because they know they just don't want to fix it for whatever reason. And there can be a million reasons. And that all leads back to confidence. <laughs> I honestly believe that I'm not saying confidence is a panacea or panacea or a cure-all, but confidence does help in lifting ourselves out of places that we normally wouldn't be able to lift ourselves out of or to be in a better position in our lives that normally we might not be in a better position. And I think that confidence is key. All right, that's it. I'm done. I, I've gone over quite a bit. Uh, or I should say gone over quite a bit. I mean, 45 minutes or so, give or take, depending on how I edit this, if I edit it at all. 
um, should hopefully make it nice and bite-sized for everyone to listen to. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep rambling and talking for longer and longer periods of time, so that's not good. Um, but thanks, everyone, for listening. I really do appreciate it. SincereSarcasm.net is the website. Um, you know, go again, go on to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, leave a review, good or bad. Again, you know, tell people to listen because it's it's fun to listen to some dude ramble about like this weird stuff or ward people away saying, you know what, you uh, will love life better if you didn't know this thing existed. Let people know. I'm more than happy to um I'm more than happy to to uh, to to allow not allow but to to hear both sides of that story, to to see both sides of that coin because I get it. I get it. This is not for everybody. Uh, OFSshow at gmail.com if you want to leave me a voicemail of your thoughts any feedback is again welcome uh, tell me your stories how you're doing because I want to know how you're doing if you're doing well and if uh, there's anything this online friend simulator can do to make things better uh, it is an open digital ear it is a a, a uh, if you're interested you know this is um a place where you can find a voice. Uh, this is also a place where you can uh, have someone just, just sit here and listen. Give unsolicited advice. Go ahead and do that. Uh, 347-450-4335 is the phone number. If you want to leave a voicemail or text message, I'll be happy to play it during the show itself and or read your uh, text messages. That'd be awesome. You can do that too. At AKA, the other guy is uh, me on Twitter. Um, all the links are going to be at uh, the on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash um, AKA, the other guy. And again, um, at, AKA, the other guy is pretty much my, my handle for everything. Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, things like that. So if you want to check it out, go there if you can. And lastly, um, go ahead and uh, again, just a... Uh, just leave a, any type of review on there. Uh, since sarcasm.net too, there's, you can leave a comment in the comment section. That'd be nice too. You can leave that something there. If you feel at all compelled to leave a message uh, or, or a note um, again, more than happy to read it on the show. All right, everyone it's late. Uh, thanks for hanging out. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, you guys don't be a stranger and, and please always remember uh, this is my outro. I, I really think I'm going to stick with it, but you've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. Okay, I'm not going to sing it. But there you go. Thanks, everyone. I'll talk to you all later. Bye.